You are listening to Salty Believer Unscripted, a conversation on Christian ministry and the Christian life. This is Salty Believer Unscripted. I'm Josiah Walker. I'm Brian Katherman. And today we're concluding our journey through the Simeon Trust Workshop. We did it. We made it back. Here <laughs> we, we are. We survived. Woof, that was a long road trip. Uh, it, was it was a long a good week. One. It was a good week, it though. It was a good one. Uh, thoughts? All right. Uh, I don't even know where to begin. Um, My brain hurts. Like, part of me wants to go back and hear what Brett said <laughs> and just kind of yeah. see, like, yeah. oh, I see what he's talking about now. Um, uh, overall thought, I would say absolutely fantastic to engage in that. I want to do one at least every year, yeah. I think for as long as I'm preaching and studying the Bible and teaching the Bible, just simply to stay sharp. They talk about like spring training. I think Robert yeah. Kenny talked about that. And I mean, I had guys in my group that preached up with Desiring God and have PhDs and have been preaching for 25 years, 30 years, 40 years. Two two guys were church planters. One guy was just learning to preach. Uh, and it, I think everybody was benefited and blessed and helped from the conversations. And I think I think the diversity in the in the small groups helped. I think the training material was incredibly helpful. It wasn't that there was a bunch of stuff I'd never learned before. It was just really good to be in the room and see it uh, and to see it pan out. And there's one other thing that was really good to see. It was outstanding. The uh, the challenge to take a text out of context and preach a prosperity gospel sermon, I was amazed. You won. You know? That was outstanding. Easiest $5 I ever won in my life. But <laughs> I don't know if that was supposed to be my biggest takeaway from the thing, but... It was fun to watch. It was... That week was incredible. There was so much to take in. I felt like I was just drinking from the fire hose. But you're absolutely right. Like, they talked about it being spring training, and that's what it felt like. It felt like it was getting back to the fundamentals, getting back to the basics of preaching, um, and just getting some solid structure. You know what's weird, though? It didn't feel like the basics of preaching. You go to a seminary course, and you got a Haddon Robinson book, nothing against Haddon Robinson, and you learn three points, put an illustration. It wasn't that. It was... The, it was here is structure and foundation of the scripture, and how does the structure inform this, and how does the historical context, and how does the, the literary devices that are here, what tools can we employ right. here to get to the heart of this, and what's the message of the author, and what's the history of the audience, and, and how do we do this, and how do we see the, the on-ramp to the gospel here, and what do we do here, and what's the message you're going to preach? I mean, it wasn't just like, here's three ways to do a sure. sermon. It was sure. like, here's how you should read and understand the Bible, and then communicate it so we didn't even hardly get into like the mechanics of adornment and right. <clears throat> inflection of your voice we didn't talk about any of that stuff sure it was really second timothy on steroids look at the yeah. structure look at the meaning how does this play into here i feel like i know second timothy so much yeah. better because we went through the whole book in right. in workshops and groups it was great it was awesome yeah i mean everyone there i think was a pastor either a lead pastor no. or like an associate pastor no right? no you had those guys that were like hey i'm they said when they would do the introductions i'm just a church member and oh yeah was like, there were some just, church members just a church member i don't think so and then the next guy introduces himself i'm just a pastor <laughs> that's but, right no we had some guys that came yeah. that were just members and there was a couple of interns who had only preached a couple times which coming out of the the <clears> event <throat> i can see why because this would be super helpful whether you were like a small group leader or a Bible study teacher or... Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and so I, I think when we went into it, I said, hey, what I'm looking forward to is the connection with the people. And I think that was really helpful because the instruction... So here's the thing. Even the instruction, 
So when you watch the online courses, which I stand by and think they're fantastic, yeah. they say, all right, uh, talk to the guy next to you and look at how the top and tail shows us the melodic line of whatever, or look here and see if you can see where the, you know, whatever. And then the video, you read it, right? but then it just jumps ahead. <clears throat> Those pieces were amazing. Right. I mean, when you're when you're seeing some of that for yourself, see if you can pick up three major outlines or what. Let's try this tool and see if this tool helps us get to some meaning. Well, that was okay. Let's try another tool and see yeah. if that helps us get to meaning. Let's. And all of a sudden, you're you're just doing so much more hands-on. Yeah. It was outstanding. It was the, outstanding. The online workshops are amazing, and you know, I've done the first principles, and we even did some in the car. We listened to the time. Revelation, the apocalyptic literature, which was really good. I mean, it's Don Carson and Michael Lawrence, right. and anyway. But as good as those are, there was something to be said for being in that workshop with other guys, being able to talk about the text with other guys, get feedback and input from others, yeah, and really discuss it. And the system created a way that everybody got to be heard. Yeah, everybody got to present. You know, it was yeah. it was. And I can see looking now where if like they said you didn't have to watch the first principles online class before right. you went, but I can see how that would help really yeah. understanding the verbiage and the process and all that. It would just uh, give you the the you wouldn't be learning the method for the first time. You'd actually be then putting it more to practice. Right. So that would definitely be helpful. Speaking of putting things to practice, <laughs> I. The first day, right? We we had you and I had worked on worksheets prior to the event. We got assigned text that we were going to put an outline to. I right? should have done more work on it too, but I didn't really know what to expect. I I was writing a sermon the week before we left. Like right. I just didn't have the time, so I kind of spent, you know, not as much time as I should have putting that worksheet together. And then what happened? Like oh, so <laughs> you want to share? We so I think we should we should share this part. So uh, Robert. When he was here and he was talking with what to expect, he actually invited us after we recorded with him. Uh, we we're really hoping we'll see what happens, but we're really hoping to maybe put a workshop in Salt Lake City. It'd be amazing. Uh, yeah, it'd be great. And so he invited us to come down and and sit as an observer in the leadership training day. So the day before the workshop. Yeah. And uh, and so they went through every text. Yeah. And I think Brett had talked about that too, but they went through all the texts. They actually put into practice what they'd be doing in the workshops, but all with the leaders. Yeah. And all of a sudden we're going, wait a minute. Right. This is way different than I thought it would be. So yeah. immediately I'm feeling the burden of, I don't want to present this with, right? with my weak sauce presentation. <laughs> Are you kidding me? And so, and then we learned some things too. Yeah. And so we go back to our Airbnb and we're trying to handwrite new forms. And luckily they made copies for us. Right. Because we didn't have our computers with right. us, you know, we didn't have, and, and so we're trying to edit and trying to change, but I think it's because we just did, we wanted to learn. Absolutely. I could have just brought my thing in and said, well, oops, but instead I was like, no way. I want you guys to, I want this feedback because it's so helpful. And even if we hadn't gone to that kind of preview day to see how the structure works with their leaders and stuff, the first day alone, because we presented on the second day of the workshop. Exactly, yeah. That first day I learned so much that caused me to want to go back to my hotel room well, and, and rewrite things. And I didn't and want them to tell me the things I had already learned. Right. I wanted them to. I wanted to improve my worksheet and then have them give me feedback again. And you know what I'd really like to do? Honestly, it'd be amazing to go back and do the same ones again. Right. Okay, I've moved the ball this far yep. forward. Now I've moved the ball this far forward. I, would, I mean, because that's what this is, is just continually working through it. I don't think you could ever get to like, well, now you've arrived. Right. 
It's amazing. And, and that's the common theme throughout all that workshop that they kept saying over and over that I really loved was it wasn't about perfection. It was about progress. Right? Yes. And just always moving the ball forward. So I remember I pulled out in that first group, I pulled out my handwritten notes, the photocopies that had been made. And they're like, what'd you do? You go home last night and work on this? I'm like, hey, I'm in a hotel room. Like, just like you said, I want to keep moving the ball forward. So show me more. And uh, they were really helpful and, and beneficial in that. It it was just an encouragement to preaching. I love that you and I, using kind of the same method and pathway they showed us, it's yeah. not... It's nothing that would counteract anything you learned in seminary. It's just literally, it's just confining yourself to the steps before you move to the next step. Right. That's all it really is. Let's start here. Then this will lend itself to here. This will lend itself to here. I think the order is so helpful. So we did that in the car. Yeah. I'm preaching. I'm preaching out of Acts. I just did it. I preached this Sunday. But we were driving back. And I said, let's just walk through the steps in the text that I'm preaching. And in 20, 30 minutes, it just opened up so much right. of the scripture because you, you're sort of limiting your view. So instead of being distracted by everything, dial in on this and see if the tool unlocks something. Nope, not really. Let's see if this tool helps us get to something. Right. Uh, yeah, kind of. Oh, here's a tool that really helps. The next thing you know, you're like, oh, nope, I see where we're going. And yeah. then the whole thing just just flowed out. And the sermon, sure. so uh, what was Sunday's date? Uh, what was he, what was few yesterday? Uh, this Sunday was the uh, the thirtieth. Okay, so right. so if you want to see the outflowing of that, you can just go to Redeeming Life Church, January twenty eighth or 29th, whatever it is, the last Sunday of January. I'm so lost in the date right it's, now. You know, it's blurring together. It was the twenty eighth. Uh, the twenty eighth. It's yeah. in the When the Gospel Goes series. I and we preached Acts fourteen, the last part of that, and. Uh, you can see what happened, but we just we just outflowing. You can see the sermon; it's not perfect. Right, and you didn't write the sermon in thirty minutes, but you no. got the structure. You got the skeleton. You got the format. Yeah, we, we didn't even write the sermons really because we were in the car in the groups. We were right. we were walking through what does the text really say, and what do we see here, and what does this mean, and what are tools we can use to get to the meaning of this, and then how are we going to convey this meaning in, in the gospel piece? So the question seven of the worksheet was just kind of an outline piece, you yeah. would still need to, you'd still have a bunch of work to do to edit and cut things out and add things. And Hey, what'd you think of the preaching? We saw three sermons while we were there. Yeah. We saw, uh, what's his name? PJ, uh, PJ Tobide. Tobide. the pastor we, of the host church. We sat under his preaching. And Romel Williams, one Romel. of the instructors. Yep. And, uh, and Robert King. Robert King. What'd you think yeah. of him? They were phenomenal. Yeah. No, great sermons, 30 minutes, very punchy, you know, and it just flowed nice. Um, I think that was one of the biggest takeaways for me was just seeing how that structure and everything works because I feel like I rushed too much to kind of the finish line of like wanting to have my sermon done. But when they outlined kind of the structure and the process for, for putting your outline and your skeleton together, that was really helpful yeah. to really see, especially when we did it in the car and see it only takes so much time. Yeah, well, you know? we didn't even have commentaries so, and things in the yeah. car. Everything we needed really was right. in the text. Now, I went home and I did check some commentaries to make sure we weren't crazy. But we saw a lot of that stuff in the text before we ever went to that. So it really just it really just helps you see from God's word how you're going to communicate. God's and the word. sermons that were preached were from the same text that we had been working on that week. Yes. You know, so that was helpful to see that lived out. It, yeah, the it outlines. Was, it was really cool. Rommel's, uh, Rommel's, uh preaching because we had just done that text in our groups. Yeah. And so we had all just hammered through it. So it wasn't like he had some big surprise for us sure. or some, hey, it's really good. He really had to handle that text rightly, which that's the goal. Yeah. And you went, oh, okay. 
And then you kind of see, oh, there's a lot of different ways this could have gone. He went with this. He went over here. Yeah. But we had been all working in it. So right. it was just great. And what I saw, what I thought was fascinating, was looking at their website. They also do this workshop for women, too. Yes. Just like they do the online courses for women, they have workshops for women. Yep. I thought that was huge because I know my wife would be really interested. Well, in be, I'm sure women in our church would be. They probably We probably need more. Yeah. We probably need more because there's not very many of them. Right. And that probably would be really better. No, I saw the ones coming up here in the next few were like sold out. <laughs> yeah. Know? And there's not very many you of them. You had to go like a year out just to find one that was. So what do you think it would take? So, I mean, we're in, a, we're in a mission field context for sure. sure. We don't have, I don't know. I think we have some guys here in our area that I think have gone to some workshops. Yeah. Because the small group leaders need to go to workshops. They need to get a handle on this and they need to be, you know. What do you think? Uh, what do you think it would take to do something like this in Salt Lake? Because we're talking about that. Sure. We'd love yeah. to see it happen. Well, I'd love to do it. I, you know, and I don't know what the interest is out there. Um, hopefully there's some guys either who live in Utah or live in the Mountain West here who'd want to come and be a part of that. It was helpful. I feel like I, it's the kind of thing I'd want to go to a couple workshops every year. Oh, yeah. So if at we did least, one here at least one. and then travel to one, I think that'd be huge. Hey, what do you think uh, What do you think would stop somebody from thinking they should go? I think... Like, what kinds of things, right? Like, maybe maybe theology. Because right. we had a couple people in our workshop, you could tell there were some theological differences, sure. and they were sort of struggling. Yeah. You know, if you don't hold, if you don't value expositional preaching... Sure. In fact, if you don't think expositional preaching is a good way or to preach... Or you've never preached that way. You've never done... It, it'd be a little tough. Yeah. Or if you come at it from a, uh, I don't do any prep, I just step in the pulpit and the Holy Spirit's going to give me something. Yeah. I don't know why you'd even go to a conference about preparing, sure. but I think there was yeah. the potential that would stop you. Theologically, too, you know, maybe you wouldn't line up. Maybe thinking that you already have it all figured out. Oh, know? yeah, yeah. Sometimes yeah. pastors, can they have their process, they have their system. They figure that, you know, I don't this need works to for learn. me, I don't need to learn more. I don't need to so. improve. I could see how that would be. A big hindrance. I don't need to spend my time, but I don't think this is this isn't the like. Here's how to do this better conference. It's here's how to understand and unpack and the Word of God better. There really wasn't a huge time commitment, so it was a three day conference, right? Two and, it was and a half. Two days. and a half. If you don't do the leaders thing, the leaders right. thing was an all day thing the day right. before. But yeah. yeah, so two and a half days, and then the prep work. If if you put a decent amount of time into your your outlines and stuff ahead yeah. of time, what is that? Did we put that on Probably the recording? Did we put that on the recording with Robert? I don't know. It might have been offline. But I was like, You hey, admitted to how long you spent. I did this, and he's but, like, you probably should have doubled it. And here's the sad part. Doubling it wouldn't have been no. that much more time. <laughs> but let's say you spent eight hours, you know. Yeah. So I think talking, even if you really put a solid four, yeah. a solid four in each worksheet, which would be yeah. eight total, yeah. you'd be set. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's not like you're preaching it. You're you're having a conversation about that with the other guys at your table group. Yeah, and so and if you're smart, I mean, one of the guys at my table preached that sermon. Yeah, so he used all of this yeah. to then turn it back into that, a sermon. And he double dipped that, which I wish we were going through Second Timothy at our <laughs> church now. I was just gonna say that's the one thing I would I would do differently is is really plan. Okay, I'm going to this workshop on this book of the Bible, so I'm going to preach a series on this book of the Bible because you come out of that with like sermon outlines. On every passage. Oh, it's so great. Yeah. Well, tip, so I used that for a prayer thing. I went there. Uh, Daniel, who went with us, is preaching yeah. the senior adult luncheon from one of those. And I thought, man, you could really capitalize on your time. Sure. Yeah. By really digging in. And so, like, we probably need to put Second Timothy. We just did an epistle. So yeah. I just didn't think that through very well. Sure. Uh, but if you thought that through. It's okay. I'm going to save my papers for when we get there. When you, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So. Uh, you want to go to another one is what you're saying. I, yeah, I would go again. What, what do you think? One I'm out of ten, wanna, would you go again? I would, I'm definitely planning on 
If I have to travel to one, I will. I think one a year would be a really smart thing to do. It would be kind of nice to do two a year, but one a year for sure. One a year for sure. It's that just sharpen the saw thing. You know, as pastors, I think we always need to find ways to be learning in that. And I think that's a great way, one, not to just meet other guys and be encouraged by other guys. Two, sit under some preaching. As pastors, you don't always get to sit and hear a sermon. You know, and also get some reps in. Get some hits at the batting cages. You you know what I would like? So, um... The guys in Southern California, yeah. most of those guys were all connected through uh, the L.A. Shepherds, yeah. Shepherd organ- LA. Shepherd yeah. L.A. network or whatever. So most all those guys knew each other. Sure. Most of them, even yeah. across, there was there was Presbyterian guys and sure. Baptist guys and yeah. and just some different all kinds. I mean, yeah, all kinds yeah. of different. But stuff. they all knew each other. I mean, there was a guy from Fundamentalist back. Yeah. I mean, there were just lots of different. To, but they all seemed to be, for the most part, a couple guys yeah. had come in from a pretty far. But a lot of those guys knew each other. I don't think it hurt us not knowing all of them. No. But I think there's more value, and this is what yeah. Brett talked about in the recording too. I think it'd be yeah. great to have one close, if you could, right. so that you could connect with those guys a couple times a year yeah. outside of that. I mean, I heard people say, yeah, we, we share worksheets. We send them to each other once in a while, or we, we evaluate each other's preaching, yeah. or we get together. Like, they get together. I think there would be so much value in just having the ability to kind of create a regional cohort to talk about preaching and work through the texts together and stay sharp. Yeah, because that's kind of, I think, the follow-up piece that Brett was alluding to. Yeah. You don't necessarily need follow-up from the guys at Sydney Trust, but some follow-up with your other brothers. Like, if I have a guy that I could send that paper to and say, hey, will you look at this? I'm struggling with this text. It wouldn't take 10 minutes to look at somebody's outline and give them some feedback. No, because they they did limit them to one sheet front and back. It wasn't hard. No. So I think... I think that would be pretty cool. Like, yeah. if, I think that's why it'd be really nice to have something local is the potential for sure. doing something more. Yeah, um, and I think that's what those guys in Southern California are doing. So, so while you know they get lots of requests and they have the potential to go lots of places and things are limited, I'm hopeful we could put one here. Yeah, and then I'm hopeful that some of the people here might, you know, maybe you maybe you do a, a cohort, uh, not at the workshop because the workshop. You know, it crosses sure. all kinds of denominations, sure. but maybe you have a local association or some sort of. Sure. Maybe the, the Salt Lake School of Theology could have their own little cohort thing yeah. kind of on the side. Like, there's things that Something. could happen, sure. which I think would be incredibly beneficial. But to answer your question, yeah, yeah I'm planning on doing another one. I wanted to turn around and do one. There's one kind of close, but it's next month. I'm like, I know. I can't. I, just, you know, I can't saying. do it. Can't. Don't unpack the car yet. Let's go. It's still not that close. It's a long haul to get. It's closer than where we went, but not sure. much closer. Not much. So. Um. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, I think it was a good use of our time. It was a, it was a great trip. Yeah, so I liked it. Helpful. I liked it a lot. Uh, I don't know if any of the Simeon Trust guys are listening, but well, I'm man, sure they are. Thank you. Are you? <laughs> You're definitely sure they are. No, I appreciate those guys. Uh, yeah, there's you. a lot of work that goes into making that happen, especially across the country. What what did Robert Kenny say there at the beginning? Like they had started with like one conference or something, yeah, and now they've got like a hundred so, a year. So no more than I don't it might I be more than that. And they're in other countries and all yeah. over. But he's like, it's amazing to see how this is yeah. over the last twenty years really expanded. I mean, partly due to the sort of the resurgence of expositional preaching. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was really great, man. Yeah, it was really great. Well, and here I thought all the work was done, but if we're gonna try to get a workshop going here, I guess the real work begins now. Well, so. maybe. I mean, I really hope we do, and who knows what who knows what'll go into that. But um, and if not. Then I'm just going to plan it in my year to fly somewhere. Yeah. I'm going to fly, not drive 13 hours. Yeah. I mean, I didn't yeah. mind. 
You know, it's great to spend that 13 hours in the car with you both ways, but... Uh, <laughs> Something you'll never forget. A flight might have made that well, a little bit Well, you easier. know, if you're living in the Utah area and you're listening to this or, or you would be interested in driving 13 hours to come to Utah... Yeah, or, so, that, so that, that means if you live in Idaho, Nevada, Wyoming, Wyoming North Dakota, South Dakota, Colorado, you know. if you're going to say 13 hours, yeah. New Mexico... I actually think... So I was thinking about it. We have partners that come out here and do yeah. mission work. You know, we could probably get some of those pastors who partner with us to to do some of the legwork so they could serve as small group leaders if we needed, and they could fly out and join us out here. Or even if they didn't, they could could come be a part of pastors, equipping pastors in the mission field. It'd be awesome. All I'm saying is Utah's a beautiful state. There's a lot to do. Great skiing. Like, there's a good excuse to come out here. Hey, this this is really neither here nor there. But you know what? This is a little thing that you know what we need. Maybe we can get somebody to make a, a donation to help us. The little tables they had where you can put two people oh, at a little yeah. narrow table for classroom nice. setting. Sure. That was awesome. As opposed to a giant one. Instead of like big giant tables, those were, yeah, we need to we need to figure yeah. out how to get some. Yeah. So we need to raise some funds to really improve our, our class. That's just neither here nor there. Here's the deal. I feel if, like we've derailed if you're asking If about you're tables. listening, we have. If you're listening to this and you would like to learn how to study the Bible better, the online courses, charlessimeantrust.org, fantastic. And they don't sponsor us or anything. So like this is just, we just love it. The workshops, absolutely wonderful. And don't waste your workshop opportunity. Do a couple online courses and really get the most bang you can out of those workshops. I would highly encourage it. And then I know you've been talking about the Chicago course. That's like a workshop on steroids for a long period of time. You would come out of that like amazing. If we're raising funds, I... There's nothing more that I'd want to do. You want to go to that three week? I want thing. to go to that. Where three do you week live? I don't like, know. How do you pay to in live in Chicago for three I don't weeks? Know. But get that three week thing or whatever. It's a three weeks, yeah. something like that. Yeah, so, that'd be like just multiple yeah. times. That'd just be amazing. A huge reps. Okay. Wow. All right. Well, if you're listening and going, why did I just listen to this? Well, thank you. We're gonna shift gears onto a new topic. And if you've been on the fence about doing a workshop or going to one, sign up for an online course and attend a workshop today. Yeah, for sure. Until next time. Thanks for listening. Salty Believer Unscripted is a production of SaltyBeliever.com. Visit the website to find more resources like the podcast you've just listened to.